Hello people, it's Hella Football back once again. This week we break down Oakland Roots' deeply frustrating 2-2 draw with the Las Vegas Lights. Against one of the weakest teams they've faced this season, the Roots produced a disjointed performance. Full of mistakes and errors, they conceded early, fought back to lead 2-1 and then conceded in the last minute of injury time to tie the game. Where this leaves their playoff push is very much open to question. We conclude by touching upon a Sports Illustrated story examining long-standing sexual abuse and misconduct allegations against members of the University of San Francisco men's soccer program um, and the deeply troubling response from university administration. But we begin today's show with comments from Oakland Roots head coach Jordan Farrell, who, it's fair to say, was not best pleased with the Las Vegas result. Is Coach Farrell. Personally, I just might be short tonight. <laughs> so, uh, Jordan, uh, your thoughts after the game? Um, yeah, we, we, we gave away two points, um, for sure. Um, I think we saw it uh, a couple minutes before the end. I don't know if it was the confidence of being up 11 versus 10, but um, it certainly was overconfidence, and that, that killed us tonight. It just seemed, you know, you guys kind of needed to get that third goal. It, was just, it just seemed like keeping on letting him hang around was just really, really dangerous, and yeah. even when they went up. Yeah, and even, I mean, you saw one ball behind, and all of a sudden Cal Jennings is one-on-one. Like, it's not, it's not like they require a lot of, you know, positional attack to be able to create something. So, um, I mean, we had plenty of chances. Balls fizzed across the face of goal. I don't even know what happened on that one. I think it came off the post in Nick Quincy's hand. Um, it wasn't like we didn't have chances, but we didn't run away. I mean, the PK in the first half was criminal on our, on our side of things. Um, but, yeah, it's good that we're creating chances, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, what are your comments on the finishing in the last couple matches then? Um, yeah, it, it hasn't been up to snuff. Um, I think we've, uh, yeah, I mean, we've put ourselves in good situations. It's been, you know, OC was a, was a lot. Um, like a lot of really good chances just left on the table and, and today I felt like we created even more clear-cut chances uh, to be able to finish um, a lot of slipping and sliding out there tonight obviously um, on our pitch late but um, there's no excuse uh, Lindo seems to be playing really better as the season goes on uh, talk about him, why he's important down the stretch here. Yeah, his progression's been awesome. Obviously, um, you know, having a year off last year, uh, we knew that there was going to be some work to get his engine going. Uh, but I think you saw a couple moments tonight where he can he can do things that other players just can't do. Um, whether it's control the ball in tight spaces, one versus two, seeing passes, and you know, I think it's been our responsibility to one uh, put him in good positions, and, and number two, um, really, really put players around him that understand what he what he needs and he needs runners he needs people attacking space for him to be able to to play people through and so um you know what i think as the season goes on has gone on the relationship between him and others uh and then our our ability to use him differently you know we've used him at, against tacoma as a nine we use him um uh you know sometimes in, as a 10 sometimes when we need more control over the game we ask him to drop a little deeper um but he's a super intelligent footballer and i think tonight we especially in the first half uh, there's a lot of good stuff from him, and we'll, we'll, he'll be a really important player for us down the stretch. You know, now that you're, you're a little bit down on the table in this playoff race, what's your mentality? What are you going to tell the guys? Where do you go from here? Uh, we focus on sack. Uh, uh, there's, no, there's no looking at the table for how we feel. 
You know what I mean? It's every single game we reset, we focus on the next game. When we got done with OC, we started focusing on Vegas. Um, so we're, this is a race and there's games going on right now. The results all affect us and it's going to go up and down. If we start changing our emotions or approach based off of what the table looks like, three days later it could look very different so I think for us it's about coming back and um, you know sealing the deal against SAC and making sure that we we see out a 90 minute performance and um, uh, and and there's really nothing else that we're looking at right now. Hello everyone it's that time again hello football um, I'm Simon Campbell I'm here as always with Doug Zimmerman. Doug how are you doing? I'm, uh, I'm doing okay how are you doing Sam? Yeah pretty good thank you um, although an interesting game yesterday uh, for Oakland Roots against Las Vegas Lights. In many ways, uh, <laughs> a point earned, but it feels also like two points dropped, um, especially given the timing of the equalising goal. So for those who weren't there, um, the game finished 2-2, but in many aspects, what could go wrong did go wrong for the Roots. Um, lots we could say about this game, but Doug, initial thoughts, what did you make of the game? Yeah, it was just kind of a weird game, like um, for like essentially a must win game with almost like roughly like I would say almost their first team, except maybe Jose Hernandez um, not playing. Um, they were kind of a little flat to start and then they gave up a, you know, they gave up a goal five minutes in um, off of a nice, you know, kind of a attack from from Vegas, some, some people might say it was offsides, but still, you you giving up a goal five minutes in on some pretty lax defending. Um, mm -hmm. You know, uh, you know Clemente, who's been great, like he kind of got beat pretty well, bad on that side, and and um, you know, so you know they gave up that goal, um, and you know, they, but they, it just felt like you know the roots were like, okay, we, we've got this game, like we're gonna win this, and they they came back, they scored two goals in like ten minutes, you know, even after missing a penalty kick. Which was not a good penalty kick from let's see Amakara and but he made up with a header and then they got a own goal, but it just you know it was like this game where like they were up two to one and then they even got a red card um on uh, yeah. he's got a red card uh, with second yell to get a red card with uh, like 19 minutes left and then it just kind of seemed like they were like all right cool we got the game and it didn't they weren't pushing for that third goal which would have mm -hmm. just iced it for them and. Which was a really important goal because if they had won that, they would still be in fourth place in in the um, Pacific and with you know uh, up by two points um, going into a really important game on Wednesday against uh, you know their their rivals NorCal rivals uh, Sacramento, and instead they they give up a you know a goal two minutes left like you were talking about and just lose uh, valuable points and unfortunately this is like two games in a row where they've given up points that they should have had. Like they should have had the tie against Orange County and gave up a point, you know, they give up two goals in extra time in first half and second half last week. And then they give up a goal, like two minutes left in the game here. So mm -hmm. it's just when you're trying to get in the playoffs and you're battling three other teams, like giving up points like this can just, this can really just leave you on the outside looking in. Yeah. I mean, uh, it was frustrating. Um, the, team selection was interesting um it was good to see in some ways like um quincy Merkel and and jim Fakira starting together um but yeah it just didn't really click um i thought formation wise 
they were lacking something in in central areas i thought um with uh wildflow and um Matifisore, like kind of sitting um it did feel a bit disjointed like there wasn't so much flowing through the middle um i remember like did quite well on the on the left wing um beat his man regularly um put a couple of pretty dangerous balls across the face of goal but just it just wasn't flowing just wasn't um wasn't cohesive it wasn't like it has been in recent recent weeks um it's kind of notable lack or drop really in intensity in some ways and like against Las Vegas they it's such an interesting team like the back four I think yesterday I had three teenagers um and the roots put out yeah the two most um experienced players like the um strikers and forwards with with you know bags of experience but it didn't really it wasn't a noticeable difference it wasn't a noticeable thing um uh, in contrast to the the victory over las vegas in las vegas the 3-1 which was a pretty impressive it was actually a really yeah, great performance from the roots um but this in contrast was just that um like you said i think that we haven't seen that many games recently where the roots have have collectively made a bunch of mistakes but this just just didn't go for them um and the goal at the end just was a real, real sucker punch. Um, it was actually a lovely ball over the top, as I think what three roots players were claiming handball, a little bit ball watching perhaps, um, and kind of switched off left the guy at the back. But it was a you know really nice ball over from one Las Vegas centre back to the other. Um, oh yeah, I think the roots will be kicking themselves. Still to play for. There's yeah. Still pretty tight, but Wednesday's game now looks even more important. So. Yeah, the, there, really, there really wasn't much attack coming through the midfield. Like, I mean, it was all out wide. It was everything mm -hmm. was packs were crosses in. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, to give credit to, to Memo Diaz, he was great on, on you know, the, especially from the right side, there was a lot of attacking from Memo Diaz, like combining with Menfeca um, and, you know, basically all the really dangerous uh, attack opportunities came through those guys but mm. um but yeah there wasn't I, I completely agree with you there there wasn't that cohesiveness as there I, I mean I, in a way it kind of you know I mean Walfall had kind of a game below his standards that he's had recently uh sorry I think was solid as he's always usually is like you know he doesn't mm. you don't really notice him out there which is a good thing he's doing you know he's not making mistakes and he's he's winning it and turning the ball around but uh, yeah I I think it kind of shows you a little bit how important Hernandez is to the team uh I mean the the I'm not saying it's completely his because you know other people have come back and mm -hmm. they're nice additions but I mean since he started playing like the team has been a different uh, side and there's just something about his ability to just unite that link that link from the defense the, mid, the defensive midfield to the strikers there's something it just seems when he's out there they're just a lot more fluid and a lot more together as a team um and yeah it, it just that just wasn't there um and but i i think the one thing even besides that you have to kind of it's just that lack of intensity that i felt was there um they and they give it to their goal and they get tense and they scored the two goals and then they just kind of like felt like they just let their foot off the like you know they're just gonna you know vegas isn't gonna do it they're gonna not gonna do it and i don't know i mean when you have a game when you need to win 
you know, you don't come out firing, you know, on full, on full cylinders. It's just, I don't know. I, I mean, as you and I both saw after that game, Jordan was not a happy camper <laughs> no. after the game. They, they, you know, when they just could basically like giving away points like that. So, um, yeah. So like you're saying, it's, it's made Wednesday night's game into virtually a must win. So. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's history there with Sacramento from earlier in the season, referring, of course, to Toughgate. Um, and obviously, yeah, a team that Jordan Fowler is so, so well. Um, I would like perhaps to see, I don't know, maybe like Johnny Rodriguez start up front, um, perhaps a slight rejig um, to some other areas of the team. But again, like the games are coming thick and fast now. Um, not much time to kind of rest, recuperate. Um, so it's going to be another test mentally and physically for, for the squad. Just hope that they can put this this game behind them. Um, yeah. There was one bit with Wildfire. I thought that he, yeah, a free kick where from an acute angle, someone he touched it forward, someone put their foot on the ball and he nearly held it for our post, but just slightly overhit it. That was would have been a lovely goal. But yeah, it's just a shame. I don't know, just perhaps like the some ways that things are catching up with with this squad having been th through such an intense run um but hope they can yeah get this one brush it off as bad luck and just focus on the remaining games because they can't really afford to drop any more points at this time yeah. i mean you bring up a good point it's it, it i mean you know they unfortunately the team because of all the issues they went through they just dug themselves such a big hole at the beginning of the season that now, I mean, it just kind of seems like they got back in there, they got that last playoff position, but I mean, I don't know if the team is a little just mm -hmm. worn out mentally or just exhausted or, or what it is really. Um, Cause you know, after they got that run, like their last I think the last five games, they've got, uh, you know, two draws, a win. And um, I mean, it's not a very good run right now of mm -hmm. play, um, you know, and so they just, it's tough. I mean, you know, like you're saying, like, you know, I, I think Johnny Rodriguez is probably the top, you know, top player you have up top right now. And you've got a lot of experience, you know, strikers or forwards on that team, but I mean, he's probably the top choice right now to play um, as, as you're, you're up there. He, he gives you a lot more, even if he's not scoring, like when he's up there, he's always working, he's always putting pressure on the defense and he's, or he's connecting a pass and giving it to somebody. So um yeah, it's it's you know it's 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 exciting where they you know to be in this position after where they were, but it's also like you kind of don't hope they um, lose this opportunity now that they're so close to the finish line. And, and mm -hmm. I mean, it's going to be competitive. There's just you know they got the Galaxy, Sacramento, and even Tacoma, who's been on a big losing streak, like just right there. So it's it's basically four teams going for one spot. So mm -hmm. you know, I mean, there's going to be three out of four and not going to be happy how it turns out. So um, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. The game, I don't know. It was funny like this, the, the Las Vegas game was what? I think it was 5,045 fans in attendance. The, the, the biggest ever for uh, in the USL. They, they had some games in Nisa the first season where they were close to 6,000. Well, still like the, that, those numbers, it's impressive. It's good to see like the, the gates going up, but strangely, 
atmosphere didn't necessarily correspond with that um, with that milestone. Um, a little bit quiet, a little bit subdued, kind of like the play on the pitch as well. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 yeah. I mean, it was just, yeah. I mean, it seemed like everything was just a little off last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, we're we're recording this today after the game, and it's just, it just seemed like everything was just off a little bit, um, which you know, it's kind of disappointing. So. But yeah, Wednesday's game, all beers were a buck. Maybe that will improve the, the atmosphere somewhat. I don't know. Yeah, they actually probably will. <laughs> that first game against Phoenix with the the dollar beers was a pretty, uh, was a pretty good atmosphere. So. <laughs> Well, let's see how it goes. Um, predictions, anything? Would you think they can? I mean, it's really hard to predict these at the moment, but um, games I mean, against have been pretty tight between these two. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, it just seems like you know, Sacramento is. I would you've got to say they're kind of a disappointment this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I know that they have a their roster is cost more to put together than you know the roots and you know they've, they're just not they you know they've been they haven't consistently you know had a good run of form for a while like they've been kind of all over the place so um yeah and like the games you know the have been interesting between um you know sacramento and um and the and the roots you know i mean the most important, most interesting one, of course, is the one that got canceled, which was the, mm-hmm. the first home opener. Um, but yeah, they, they're, I, you gotta, I mean, it's important for a lot of reasons. Cause like, I think if they win this game, they would win the um, season series. And for any of the tiebreakers, it's going to come down head to head. And right now they have a head, they have a better record against Tacoma and a better record against, um, they would, if they win against Sacramento, um, uh, I believe they have a right now they have a worse record against uh, Orange County, but they're still they're still playing Orange County, San Diego. But um, I think they are behind in those. So, um, but yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a really really tight um, race all the way to the end. So, yeah. do you have any feelings? Uh, what do you think? I think yeah, if they. As long as they can kind of put this game, forget the disappointments of this one. Um, slight rejig, injuries, fitness, availability is always a thing. Um, but I, yeah, I don't know. You can't feel like things could go that much worse than they did on Saturday in a lot of ways. So, yeah, cautiously optimistic, I'd say. Yeah, I, I think, I mean, for me, I like to see, um, I definitely see, I hope, I know Jose Hernandez got a little bit of a knock, so I'm hoping he's ready to play. Um, I still think you got to put out there Matias, um, you know, Walfall, even though they, you know, Walfall didn't have the, the right the game he usually has um, out there. Uh, you know, Menfica's been playing well lately, but I mean, if you've got Hernandez, I mean, you can, they're kind of, I'm going to say they're both sort of the same position not always but um but you know they play well together um yeah. i thought uh, amakara would be a good uh, maybe pairing up with um uh, uh you know pairing up up top with um you know with johnny um i think that might be a good pairing up top i just don't yeah like i agree like you're saying earlier i don't think bakia and amakara like i don't think they worked well together 
Um, but Kia didn't really do much. I don't want to sound bad, but he didn't really do much in that game uh, mm -hmm. at all. Um, he he didn't. He wasn't on the end of services. He wasn't uh, really doing anything when he did get touched on the ball. It just kind of you know. I I think he's good. His role is good as coming in when he's got you know later in the game. I think he is the super sub when he comes in. He can use his his speed and his um his his savvy and his um you know his experience to, to maybe get a point late i, I don't yeah. think i think at this point like he should be like the sub that comes in in the 60th mm -hmm. minute if they need a goal um you know and then uh you know the defense i mean it's it's kind of that's pretty settled um i think you know you, you could have um hakeem ward instead of soya um you know but i think your memo has been really solid on the other side and he was probably the best you know he attacking he was really good so um you know i think that's probably you know would be like you know and then you know you gotta you know matias probably in there too um so i think yeah that's kind of the players i'd like to see out there for mm. tonight i always feel like if i don't know personally like the three in midfield like three central uh, in midfield seems to suit the team it certainly suits like the um the the two that they kind of missed having another body in there i thought on saturday and that the the best performances it feels like anywhere this season have come when the reach have had three essentially people sitting players sitting in in midfield um all comfortable on the ball oh yeah jose hernandez is a big loss at the moment um his quality his ability to kind of pass quickly and keep the ball moving um, but it's just those three, Welfare, Sorin and Hernandez, they complement each other so well. So hopefully with that with that trio in there, I feel like yeah, the roots can give give anyone a game with one or other of them out. It's just you you notice the the level drop off slightly. There are obviously like other areas of the the squad and in attacking terms, you place like Chio Enriquez who can kind of come in and offer skill and um ability to play on the break um perhaps that could be important but yeah you definitely notice when those three central midfielders are not on the field together or you know the, the team's level drops so i personally will fingers crossed they'll get back get those back on on the field together this is hella football so doug there's been a couple of um big stories um, dominating the, the football news um recent recent days um of course like the you know, really shocking situation the nwsl um has rightfully dominated headlines um but then there's another story as well with a perhaps a bit more kind of a local significance yeah i mean it's it's not been a good week um you know for for soccer i mean and I mean nationwide with the end of usl mm -hmm. and, and that whole like scandal of how that's been how the players have been treated but um also just locally with the usf um you know it's kind of been the kind of the i guess sort of the secret open secret kind of thing that's been going on for a while where unfortunately the um the usf men's uh soccer team and not just specifically the us men's soccer team but but particular like they have been one of the worst egregious like they uh have uh the university has essentially let 
uh, a culture of, of sexual harassment and, and sexual abuse uh, go unpunished for, you know, for decades, um, mm. you know, at least two decades and possibly more, um, where, um, you know, it was an open secret on the camp on the campus where like, you know, residential advisors and different people would be like, watch out for the soccer players, like don't go to the soccer house, which was this house that a lot of soccer players would play at, I mean, sorry, live in and, you know, just stay away from those parties. And unfortunately they would, the play, you know, as the SI article points out, like they would um, take, you know, use their position of, of basically being able to do, you know, sexually harass women, sexually abuse women and essentially get away with it without really any institutional um, penalties um, for, for decades. And, and even when there was some issues where they were reported and uh, it did happen, they were almost kind of like essentially wiped under the, the rug um, by the institution. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, and the, the article goes into this, the fact that like a lot of the players would um, essentially have, try to have group sex with women, you know, uh, freshmen, you know, women or other women in the, uh, that went to USF. And it was like a, you know, a rite of passage for the team, which is, you know, which is, which is sad to hear of of itself. Um, and, you know, and then there was, a, you know, in, in the early teens, there was a, a other allegations, which, um, you know, the school did address to a certain degree uh, and did institute some policies in there. Um, but then uh, in, in 2015, there was another soccer star, uh, Amani Padilla, who um, was uh, an all whack WCC uh, player. And he um, was, he ended up, he, uh, got was drafted in the MLS and then he actually ended up playing for New Mexico United but uh, news came out last year where um, he um, had sexually uh, assaulted a, a, a woman a student a student at uh, USF and um, this you know even though it was happened and they kind of you know you know he had had issues they essentially didn't they had to suspend him from the team they kind of gave him basically like a slap on the hand and uh, you know the, the 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 woman who was you know subjected to it was you know essentially had to end up transferring out of the school because she just you know never felt safe or felt like the school was dealing with it their issues and then even um, after that that whole issue happened in 2017 um, the school was going to do a high high heart consent campaign to you know about um, you know and they were going to have Manny Padilla who had already been you know been flagged as like you know for what he's done. Uh -huh. as going to be one of the athletes in the high heart consent campaign, which was just, you know, completely tone deaf. So, um, you know, in 2019, there was a, a social media post that one of a former USF student put out there, which kind of started this whole investigation um, and started this whole recent, like, you know, like coming reckoning with USF. So um, the school did investigate it um, and, they had a, you know, they had a third party that they had investigated and they came out, with a, a, um, you know, based on their findings early their share and said, oh, like, oh yeah, there were issues that happened, but it wasn't institutional problems that happened. Like the, like saying there were issues, but the institution did what it should have done and did as well as it could have done, which, I mean, as the SI article, I think quite clearly points out, like the school mm -hmm. did not 
do and has not done everything that it should have done in the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, it's a good thing it's out in the open finally. Um, I hope it really means that there will be a actual, you know, change of, you know, of institutional policy and, you know, and awareness of how like them letting this continue to happen shouldn't be the the case and so yeah it's it's i mean you know it's just unfortunately it's just it's a really sad spot and you know one of the most prominent you know soccer programs college soccer programs in the bay area to have this Mm -hmm. i mean how to let this happen and and go on for so long so um hopefully this article will will bring change Mm -hmm. yeah can only echo that sentiment is deeply troubling that this situation was allowed to go on for so long. Um, and yeah, I'd urge anyone who hasn't read it to, to read the article. And yeah, hopefully some, some positive change can come out of what is a completely terrible and reprehensible situation. There is a lot more that needs to be said about this topic and we'll be returning to it in a more fully in a, a, a later podcast. But for now, Let's say goodbye for this week. Take care, everyone. Peace.